nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd. Holy crap, are we nerdy? Welcome to this episode of Nerdables. This week, we're going to get some catching up done from last week. We're going to talk about the Ghostbusters trailer, the fact that uh, that Disney is cracking down on the DIY Yoda sellers. Baby Yodas. Baby Yodas. Uh, there's a Willow TV series in the works. There is a new Xbox that's in talk for next year. Uh, Marvel also has some uh, some big news from the library, uh, New York Public Library, that uh, they had some of their their well, they, they had a list of their top uh, top books for teens for 2018, yeah. and it's pretty. Cool then there's see. a new rumor of another Star Wars TV series in the works, and then we'll get to the news that everybody wants to hear about: our review of Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. I don't know what that movie is. You don't know what the movie is? No. Is it? <laughs> so we are minus one person this week. Chris is uh, going to be out for a little bit with some family emergencies. So uh, mm-hmm. joining us this week are Ethan and Mikey joining us. We um, next week we are probably going to see if we can get one of our fans to come on, and hopefully in the next few weeks we'll have a, you know a special guest. We're host at, with each one of our fans during uh, Chris's absence. We're going to try to fill the void with uh, some other hosts. So, so next week, uh, Brandon from Ohio should be joining us. So we'll do a uh, cross country. We have to fire up the old Nerdables One satellite. We haven't done that in a Does while. Does it still work? I mean, like, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of old. <laughs> I so. think it's dropped its orbit a little bit. Do a hammer toss up into the air yeah. and <laughs> get it back in there. <laughs> Don't worry, I fix this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife dropped a trailer a week and a half ago, mm-hmm. and I'm surprised there weren't a lot of people talking about this. Well, it's just there was more people talking about the crappy girl version. Well, that's because they hated it, and they yeah. they need to voice their opinion about how women suck, and so therefore. That movie's gonna be terrible. Yeah. Whereas, you know, now it's back to normal because there's guys. Are those those are Ethan's thoughts, not those of us at Nerdables. <laughs> those are not my thoughts either. <laughs> That's what I'm saying Girl, with the girls internet. Aren't your thoughts? Yeah. Hey, you know what? I... F both of you. Um, you know, you got your soundboard over there. You need to give yourself that wah 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 thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, not that one. Oh, <laughs> 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 Mikey really needs to put on headphones. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Mikey, uh, did you get to see the the trailer for uh, Ghostbusters? Strides of Sky- Skywalker. Strides of Skywalker. Strides of Skywalker. No. Uh, yeah, no, I saw the Ghostbusters trailer. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, it definitely it, felt it felt more Stranger Things than Ghostbusters to me. That's what yeah, I was going to say. What is it? Thirty years? Yeah, difference now. So. But it didn't seem like, you know, the original one seemed like it was a thriller that was also a comedy. Well, it was more comedy. Right. But this this one, one has a more serious tone. This to one it. seems yeah. to have a more serious tone. Even even Paul Rudd, who's in this, didn't, you know, crack a big joke or anything. Yeah, it'll be, you'll have good jokes in there. I'm sure there will. I so. wonder if it's, you know, that trailer is just like the, the dramatic trailer, but then like another trailer that's going to be released will be... 
something a little more lighthearted or something but like that. But you even saw uh, the kid from Stranger Things, you know, the comedy in there when he says, oh, remember the summer we all died underneath the table? It's it's a drier comedy yeah. than, than Ackroy. I mean, I'm sure when Ackroy and, and Murray and everybody are in there, you'll get the comedy there. Mm. But yeah. even just the look of it felt more of a thriller than, you know, an 80s-style comedy or something. That's yeah. good. They should ramp up the... Horror, at least, and they're not. They didn't even really show anything except for what Slimer, and you barely and even you, tell that. Yeah, so, I mean, you. The only way you know that Slimer is if you seen the movies. Seen the movies a lot. Yeah, you know, I mean, because well, just, I mean, he's pretty identifiable. He's small but you and just green. Get a green yeah. streak, you know. In there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, could, I mean, like when you even see the first green, you know, thing coming up, it's just you know, there's a green explosion out of the, uh, out of the 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 well or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know that could have been the same thing, and and that may have not even been Slimer. Yeah, but I I did like the feel of this. I did like how, you know, they're the kid. There was perfect casting for the. Well, kids. is the kid his uh, Dan Aykroyd's grandson? No, 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 no. no. They're no. Egon's grandchildren. Yeah. Oh, okay. They look just like. I was Egon like, too. oh yeah, I knew there's somebody's grandchildren, but. Which I thought that was really cool to do, and it's a good way to put it. Like you know, since he died, he gave them their pro and his property and things like that, and so that's why they're moving to the barn or whatever. Yeah, to that. Well, effect. they moved to the house, but in the barn, you know, in the, in, I guess the daughter or the granddaughter discovers the you know some kind of puzzle thing in the in the living room. Mm. That's where she finds the uh, the ghost chamber or the the uh, ghost trap. Ghost oh, trap. Ghost trap. Yeah. Then they go to the barn and they find the Ecto one. Yeah, and then in the basement or like underneath the garage is where the, or the barn is where they find all of the spe- the specimens, the old suits, the proton, proton packs, packs, all that. Yeah, yeah. So. No, it's it definitely. I want this is the Ghostbusters movie we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it, it's a good sequel to number two. So yeah, and if you're going if you're going to do a "Quote unquote reboot." This seems like the best way to do it. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you keep with the, well, in a sense, it's a, it is a sequel. Yeah, if you think about it, you have main cast members coming back. You have a story that's progressing from number two, so it's not really a reboot, in my opinion. It's more of a, a third movie. Like, well, it's, is, it's, Jurassic, it's Jurassic World. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a sequel. In yeah, my, in my sense, and that's what it is. It's my opinion, advancing the storyline. Yes, yeah. um, which I, I just. You know, I think we we talked about this when they met, first announced the, and I hate calling it the girl Ghostbusters, but that's Kevin Feige or Feige. yeah, Kevin, Feige, yeah, the the female team, uh, yeah, and that the reimagining, say. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a reboot. No, that's a reimagining. <laughs> a reboot is bringing the series. We, we've had this conversation, Chris. Is, I mean, I know Chris isn't here, and don't make me have to fill in for him, but that's. What, you know the difference between a reboot and a reimagining is the one starring the girls was a reimagining. They were the Ghostbusters. There wasn't anything before them. If they were rebooting the series, they would have been a new franchise of it or something. They would have had the original, you know, talk about the original or something. Whereas, like this is a reboot because you're rebooting the series after you've been absent for so long. You know, Star Wars Episode One was a reboot of Star Wars because it was 
20 years between, or almost 20 years between, you know, episode, or, or Return of the Jedi and The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess so. So this would be a reboot, you know, of... Fine, Ridge, fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's a reboot. That's the difference between a reimagining, but we use the we use the term reboot now for reimaginings or reigniting or re you know building mm. a, a franchise. Yeah, uh, everybody complains about how yeah to describe it so <laughs> or define it. And it, to me, this is a good way to bring back the Ghostbusters franchise, and you're telling a different story within that same universe where you. You're not taking away from the originals, right? What you're reimagining, yeah, like the reimagining. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't take away from the originals because no one likes it. No, <laughs> so they're like, eh. That but I'm even saying a- Afterlife. Oh, Afterlife yeah, yeah. is a good continuation because you you can tell your own story because you're far enough ahead, mm-hmm. but you can piggyback off of the original. Yeah. It's the it's the way like this type of sequel works because you know it's continuing the story and it's not just harkening back for the nostalgia. It's an actual it's its own story, but it includes pieces of the original too. Right. Whereas, you know, like if you think what was uh, another one? Like uh Alice in Wonderland, for example. Alice in Wonderland, the first one came out and they waited like six years to do a sequel and then nobody cared because it's just like it's it's still adding to the story, yes, but it hadn't. I don't know. It's just not <laughs> that to me. That to me is a sequel. Though. That's a sequel. Well, it is and a sequel. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's like it's that. Still, what you're going with was like Avatar to Avatar Two. There's a big, you know, it's there's a big space between when the first one was released and the second one. This is this is taking but it, but a franchise. The, the and difference is is that people still care about it. That's the thing. Whereas about, Ghostbusters? about Ghostbusters, like even thirty years later, you can have a, a new movie that's completely different in a sense. You know, it has a different cast, different. You well, you know, can't because idea. Ghostbusters with the female cast, the reimagining one, everybody hated, and it wasn't a good film. It was basically no, I know. It, it felt like it felt like Sony needed to. To put something out because they were afraid to lose the franchise licensing. Probably. Yeah, and that's probably what what happened. Well, like Saban, they rebooted the uh, Power Ranger franchise with that new movie, yeah. and now they're gonna actually reboot it again because well, yeah. it was crap. And- a, a good, a very good example is when Fox when Fox did Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Okay, they they did two movies early early two thousands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first one was okay. It was, it was passable. It was passable. You know? <laughs> when you get to the last one, they were really close to losing the franchise licensing to the Fantastic Four. Yeah. So they had to put something out in order to... To keep it. To and keep it. You know, you had to get it in production trapped. and you had to get it out. So they shot a film within three weeks and said, here you go. Yeah. At least we still get to keep all of the Fantastic Four, especially with the way Marvel was building up, you know, their studio mm-hmm. really big. Mm-hmm. This is a different story. This is, you know, I almost said Ivan Reitman, but it, it's it's Alan, right? It's his oh, it's son, Alan. Uh, Jason. No. Jason, Reitman. Jason Reitman. That's Reitman. Right. Yeah. Jason Reitman sat down and said, "No, we're going to do this correctly." Mm-hmm. 
you know, he got with Ackroy, he got with Murray, he got with everybody and said, this is... And I think that's what's going to benefit this, is you have the son of the person who, you know, made the originals. You got the whole team back together, minus, you know, obviously Egon. But you have, you know, people that love this franchise that were a part of it, that want it done a certain way, and that was the whole reason why it wasn't being done, because the uh, the original cast who owned the rights to it, essentially. Well, remember, the original cast was it. in the last one. Right. You know, Ackroyd showed up as a as a taxi driver. Um, Murray was this... Yeah, but that was kind of... He was this, you know, a doctor who said ghosts are fake and yeah, all this stuff. Yeah, but they stuff. didn't play... They didn't play themselves. themselves. They, so didn't they didn't play themselves. Yeah. And it, Correct. It wasn't like... It, it wasn't their blessing to move forward with that one, basically. Because they did I it think because it was Ghostbusters. Yeah, and they, they, but know. don't uh, Ackroyd and Murray own the rights for it? Uh, like, they have to sign off on anything Ghostbusters. Ackroyd does more so than Murray. I mean, I think they all have their own little That's what I was saying. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is that because they have to sign off on whatever Ghostbusters movie or show or whatever is going to be done. And yeah. so that's that was the main reason why we didn't get a three for so long is because, you know, they couldn't get together. Well, I think they didn't I, want to get Reitman, together or whatever. It's, it's Reitman, Ackroyd, and... Um, Would it have been Ramus's? Yeah, and Ramus's. Yeah. It, I think the three, it's the three of them. Yeah. And, you know, obviously Sony, and I, I forget who owns, um, and I forget what it's called now. I wanted to say Ghost Trope, but it's not. that's not the name of the production. Um. Ghost Core. Go, you know, Ghost Core is what all of Ghostbusters' um, uh, properties fall under. Really? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, and I think that might be Ackroyd's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they have the, and they all yes, they have to sign off saying, okay, you know, we we're if we're going to do this, you know, if you want our blessing, if you want this to be a Ghostbuster film, you have to get you know. The signatures. And, you know, everybody was like, oh, Jason Reitman can't do this. He's, you know, he hasn't done many big things. Mm-hmm. Let him back out. He's done quite a, he's done quite a few things that, you know, I didn't, I know I, I should be, uh, Doug's going to kill us because we should be prepared. <laughs> he hates when we look up IMDb stuff. Um, but no, they. But also, I think Jason has that same, I guess, feeling that, you know, uh, or can give that same feeling because he's grown up with the Ghostbusters in his whole life, you know, you know. Yeah. So I feel like he can do it justice. He can do it correctly, and so. So he's done. Yeah. He's done Tolly. He's done uh, uh, Juno. Air up, uh, up in the air. He did. You know, two oh, episodes. Yeah, yeah, two episodes of The Office. Um, you know, I mean, he's he's had he's had. Some a body of work that's not bad, right? You know, and he, so he could tell a good story, and you know, and he's had his dad, and he's had you know, as you said, you know, he's grown up with this. Yeah, it's a story he knows well, so why not? I think it, I think it's going to turn out well. I saw the trailer, and I was like, "This is exactly what I want." Mm-hmm. You know, I I think it's great. You know, it's going to be fun. There's going to be good action. There's you know. I love the fact that they they used uh, they used Murray's original speech about you know being in the right place at the right time and all that, and it was actually his voice from the original. Mm-hmm. 
Um, somebody did a cut where they cut in some of the original footage, uh, you know, the original Ghostbusters in with this. Yeah. And hearkening back and things like that. And it worked out really well. It was very, really nicely done. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm this movie I'm very excited for. Yeah. I can I I can't say anything more highly about this than than you know what we've been talking about. Um yeah, so uh Marvel the uh the Library of Congress or not Library of Congress, the um New York Library sticking with, you know, from Ghostbusters where mm-hmm. the New you know, New York Library to Marvel uh had a couple of their comic books that are must read, you know, been listed as must reads for teenagers. Mm. One of them was the best, best of 2019 is what they say. Yeah. So they had Ironheart and what was the other one? It was, uh, really? Yeah. Ironheart. Um, and power or women of power or something like that. Um, yes. Uh, the power of a girl, power of a girl. There you go. Okay. Those were, among the list of reading, you know, of books, not just comic books, of books to, yeah. you know, as to read for young adults. Um, Marvel's Powers of a Girl is uh, written by uh, Lorianne Cl- uh, Chink. Chink? 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 <laughs> I don't have my glasses on right now. <laughs> Here. <laughs> Give it to uh, Lorraine Chink Lor- or Chink. Or- yeah, it's C-I-N-K, right? Yeah. It, it depends on how you're going to pronounce the C. Let's, yeah, let's say sink. Sink. <laughs> With our work by Alice <laughs> Jang. Here, read this because I, I I can't see right now. But, yeah, we're going to go with sink. <laughs> I would say sink, too. Yeah. And Alice Zang. Yes. Uh, a timeless tribute to the women of Marvel. Uh, no, a timeless tribute to the women of the Marvel Universe packed full of gorgeous illustrations. So it's, I guess, maybe stories with... Uh, you can tell we're really prepared for this. Really, the only thing we really want to talk about right now is Star Wars. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> we're trying to fill it in so it's just not about Star Wars. Yeah. No, I mean, it looks like it's like an illustration book. It may have, like, short stories or whatnot, but that's uh, that's what Powers of a Girl is. Yes. Uh, and then Ironheart, basically just the, the comic with uh, Kiki Williams taking over the mantle of Iron, Iron Man. Um, I'll take that as like a Kiki Riri. <laughs> like who else? Kiki? Oh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're making a new movie. As, as you, gonna be in as, as you like, can tell, I have not read it. <laughs> but yes, uh, Riri, Riri. Say what? Riri, You got buttons up there. Go ahead and hit yourself one. Hello there. <laughs> yeah. <I'm not. laughs> Inconceivable. There you go. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of hello there, Star Wars. So, um, we've seen this craze for Baby Yoda lately, and Baby Yoda, Yoda. <laughs> do, 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 do. and there's this, you know, a lot of people are complaining about there's no merchandise put out, and they are, everybody's like, Disney dropped the ball because they don't have any merchandise out for Christmas or anything. No, they didn't drop the ball. They didn't plan on releasing any merchandise for Baby Yoda. Because they be- don't want to ruin it. Well, well not, not just Yoda. that. Not just yet. They haven't given the name of the, the, the child yet. Yeah. They haven't done anything with it that they mm-hmm. wanted to yet. And, hello, Rise of Skywalker is what they were supposed to be focusing on this well, holiday yeah. season. Yes. 
As you notice, you know, when we had The Last Jedi and Solo coming out, we didn't get a trailer for Solo until after The Last Jedi, right? Yeah. You know, granted, yes, they put out uh, Mandalorian at launch of Disney Plus, and it's been running. And yes, there is a very specific reason why they released this week's episode of Mandalorian on Wednesday instead of Friday and not just yeah, because of the sense. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that when we talk about the last or the rise of Skywalker. But everybody now has been putting out all of their, this DIY baby Yoda merch. Yep. You know, you've seen a lot of t-shirts popping up, a lot of t-shirts, pop sockets. I love the, I, I love baby the, dolls. Uh, I love the dolls that are popping up where they just have taken the image from the show and they photoshopped it to look plastic and said, here's, you know, here's what it's going to look like. And and you can totally tell that that's what they did. There's one that is on Etsy that looks amazing Mm -hmm. and they're selling it for $300, but it won't be out for, Oh, that's the small one. The bigger one is $500. Really? And it won't be out for 12 to 14 months. Okay. 14 to 17 months. 14 to 17. So you wouldn't get it this Christmas. You're not getting it next Christmas. (laughs) You're getting it sometime in 2021. Well, it's, it's like, okay, well, we'll give Disney time. To put something out to make it look what however they want it, and then right. we're gonna make the knockoff just right on top of that. And the other thing is, and I don't have the money to build this and make this thing, so give me your pre orders and then I'll make it. Basically, I'm using your money to make the dolls. Yeah, That's stupid. Oh, and you well, looking no, you knew, at, you knew stupid, too. you knew Disney as soon as this thing because like CNET and a couple other publications picked up this one from etsy you knew as soon as they picked it up disney was going to step in and go time out yeah (laughs) no we don't have this stuff out you don't get to have it right well you know the funny thing is because right before we recorded the podcast i looked up that one that we saw that was listed on cnet's website Mm -hmm. or whatnot and uh it's still up and running so i'm surprised that it hasn't been taken down etsy's usually really quick about dropping that stuff once there's a copyright claim. Like, as, as soon as there's a copyright claim, they'll take it off and regardless and then send you a message saying, we took it off because of copyright claim. If you feel like you were wrong, you can relist it, but that's up to you. If it's taken down multiple times, we're going to close your account type thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm surprised it's still up, but I know yeah. that... They are starting to send the cease and the desist. Well, I'm letters. wondering also because it's such a long time frame before these are actually going out. There's no product. Maybe Disney has just probably sent them a letter, yeah. and say, "Hey, you need to you need to stop." Even though they haven't made any money off of it, in a sense. Oh yeah, because, because everything that they've made. I mean, and anybody that sent them stuff, first of all, is an idiot. Yeah. Second of all. Most likely may get their money back, I yeah, guess. Right. Here's the Maybe thing. Maybe not. I don't know. If they're a decent person, they'll refund the money back. I don't. But there's, if there's they're nothing not, about this article, this. But this if they're one, not. It seems like it's legit. I, I think I looked at the numbers and um, there's there was something like 20 people that had it in their cart. So 20 people multiply that by 300. It's like $6,000 that they've just gotten as far as, you know, people wanting to order it. They can do the sculpt. Yes, but they have um, how many people have favorited the item, which means they're kind of like maybe interested in buying it. There's over 1,000. 
So if you think about it, that's almost $30,000 or no, $300,000 that if everybody who favorited it was to buy it, mm-hmm. they get $300,000 and then you know what? Never do it. F you guys, I'm going to close down the listing and I'm just going to disappear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? And then Etsy, Etsy is like, well, we're just a third-party uh, seller, yeah, yeah, yeah. so we can't mediate anything. Mm-hmm. You can just file a claim, but if we can't contact them, then we can't contact them, you know? Yeah. And you're just going to be out money. Ugh. And there's so many of those things that you know pop up on Facebook and stuff where, you know, it's like Cap Shield's going to be this great metal, you know, looking, it looks supposed to look just like it and everything, and it comes and it's like a trash can lid with, you know, <laughs> leather tape to the back. <laughs> I'm serious. That's what you know. They, that's what they do, and then you know, there's you know, people that fall for it, and you know, there's nothing lose. that anybody can do about it. Yep. Um. So, getting closer to Star Wars news, we found out that there is a secret TV series in the works. That right now, everybody's it's rumored that it could be a Doctor Afra. It's TV for Disney series. Plus, right? It's for Disney Plus. I think if you're going to do another Star Wars and you want to use an existing character that's never been done in the films or anything, she's the perfect way to go. I mean, think about it. She's, she's this well, she's more... The, she's the other big name, aside from Ahsoka, that you really know about. Right. Well, she's also she's this morally ambiguous character that is a... It's almost like Indiana Jones in the Star Wars universe because she's an archaeologist, you know. She runs around with two droids that are assassins, mm. you know, which would give some amazing, com- you know, comic right. timing to your to your show. Just like C-3PO on R2 anyway. Yeah. It would also give you a chance if you wanted to because she did do a lot of business with Darth Vader. So obviously it's set during, you know, the Galactic Civil War. So if you wanted to throw some Vader stuff in there, you could. I mean, there's just there's so much you can do with this show. It'd be funny if they actually got Anthony Daniels to play that other uh, <laughs> for Triple Zero. Yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. And he just has a different like I don't know if he plays up his voice for three PO or yeah. It sounds like he doesn't do much. I, if yeah, anything, it's still got the same it. accent. And Who Anthony Daniels? Oh, for three PO, yeah, no, it's pretty much it him. Yeah, yeah, spot on. Okay. So unless he, he may unless they deepen it or his his pitch yeah. may be going a little bit higher or something, but yeah. that's about it. Like, yeah, I don't think he it, really but... does. Yeah, I don't think he really changes it too much. I mean, you could you could go with that. That'd be an interesting choice for you know getting an assassin droid. You'd have you know even though he is a protocol droid, but you know he's got you know like he has syringes that come out of his fingers that you know are poison you know, mm. poison darts. You know the the astromech has you know a gatlin gun that comes out it had you know they, they I mean they're they're they talk about how much fun it is to kill humans oh yeah <laughs> you know that so that's that's their whole their whole stick is mm. you know is okay yeah we'll work with you after but you know we may kill you in your sleep uh, <laughs> you know they have a bloodlust and it's it's amazing that you know to read in the comic, and just to have her find you know going after different you know you can have her going after different Jedi artifacts or you know different things that you could you know she could be the one who gets the lightsaber for you know oh, for Maz yeah you know you would 
you could do different things like that. No, that would be cool. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, haven't read the comics. So I'm not too sure what the her comic character is, is brilliant. But uh, she's definitely a fan favorite, and I see a lot of people talking about her. So I'd be down to see a series. But again, it is a rumor. You know, we, who knows if there is even a fourth TV series in the works? Because mm. we know we have we have Caspian coming. We have uh, Obi Wan. Obi Wan. We have a second series of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So who knows if this is even in the works? Are they having Diego Luna come back? Yeah. Yep. Oh. And Alec Tunic's coming back to do uh, K two. Okay. So and we know so it's going to be set before they meet up with Jen, obviously. Really? Not after. Not, Not after. after Rogue One. Somehow they both survive. Interesting. <laughs> now that would be interesting. But he lives, she dies. Right in in his arms. Yeah, as you know, like she suffocates, or he uses the first her. shot no, of no, the no. scene is him just like digging out from like <laughs> a he rubble uses, in space. He he basically hides behind her. <laughs> as the well, no, but you know, he took the brunt of it. Though, I know. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, but yeah. An He's asteroid. just floating on an asteroid in space. <laughs> well, no, they didn't pull up the whole planet. They just, they did like they did on Jeddah. Yeah, destroyed the whole planet, though. No. No. Mm-hmm. No? They just did Jeddah City. Yeah. Because in the comic books, they've gone, back to Je- they've gone back to Jeddah. I it's thought just... they destroyed the whole planet because this was a shot from the Death Star. But it was with only one of the, um... Mm. Oh, God, it's so blank. <laughs> I went totally blank, but they 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 have a certain word for uh, laser beams. No, it might be it might have been you know they're only using one of the reactors. Mm-hmm. You know, you use the Death Star like would reactor. Or yeah, I, and and Krennic called you know because Krennic was like, "Let's blow up the planet." When they were talking about Jeddah, and Tarkin tells him, "No, just Jeddah City. We just need a you know yeah. demonstration." So he says, "Fine, only you know." And he he says something, and I'm totally going blank now, and I apologize. And so they they fire it, and then thanks. That one's loud. That was very loud. Um, oh God, it's almost like saying you know half impulse or something like that, but it's not. And they do the same. Tarkin does the same thing when he fires it again on mm-hmm. Scarif. Anyways, they didn't blow up the whole planet, but when they did Scarif, it was, you know, it was, bigger. it was much bigger, and it was also, they were aiming at the communications tower. Yeah. So they, you know, they were much closer to Jen and, and Caspian. Caspian? God, Caspian. Oh, yeah, that's, that's like Caspian. Caspian. <laughs> and, you know, in this, and then they were on Jetta. Yeah. So, wow, apologize. Um, I'm, yeah. So let's just, you know, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker came out this week. Uh, there's a lot of mixed reviews about this movie. Not as much as The Last Jedi, but Rotten Tomato has torn it apart, and people are going... Tomato? Tomato. Tomato, tomato. Rotten tomatoes. A lot of people are... Because I've seen, a lot, I've I've had quite a few people text me and email me and stuff about this, and there's some of them are like, "Oh my God, when did they film this?" Because Carrie Fisher's in it. How how they do this with Carrie Fisher? Then there's some people who go, "God, did you see that Carrie Fisher? It looked horrible with the Carrie Fisher stuff. You could totally tell." 
But you know, if and, and like we were just talking about before, yeah. if you were aware of when they filmed this post Carrie Fisher's passing, then you are looking at you how, know about you're looking, well, but you're looking for you're looking for the seams. You're looking, yeah, you're looking. How did they? Uh, yes, integrate her into this movie. Mm. Correct. If you, but also wanna, because we we when we talked about it and we found out that you know they're gonna use old scenes that they shot for Force Awakens and things like that to put her in, mm-hmm. then we kind of knew okay, well, how are they gonna fit it into the movie to kind of make it look the same? And you know, there's parts obviously that look like they just erase the background around her so that they can use that image, and then there's some scenes that you can definitely tell is like a stand-in. With yes, her, with her audio just over there, overdubbed. Yeah, right. Well, obviously, when Ray's hugging her from behind, that's a stand-in. Yeah, mm-hmm. but well, no. There's a scene where you see her, her face, like it it switches around too. So I think I didn't. That see was that. Uh, that was something that was probably shot for Force Awakens too. I don't remember seeing either movie. that or they did have a stand-in and they just mapped her face. Well, yeah, that's whenever they had. A per whenever they had a scene with Leia, they had somebody standing there in the costume that they wanted, and then they just mapped her face over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there was a couple shots where they probably just pulled her digitally from yeah, like Ethan was saying, the footage erase the background, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you see amateurs doing this now with the footage where they're yeah. you know, they're erasing people and putting somebody else in. You know, you said somebody sent something about, hey, you can have Star Wars made however you want with your own, you know, yeah, characters. It's called, it's called deep fake technology. It's basically you can map any celebrity's face over somebody else's face. There's a, what was it? There was a. There was somebody who did a bit on that saying, this is scary because you can make it seem like yeah. Obama is saying something. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, Jordan Peele. He was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, was look, I'm going to do it. And he starts doing his impressions. And someone took the deep fake technology and put mm-hmm. like Obama's face over his yeah. and some other people. And uh, I think um, Bill Hader did it. or Somebody did it to Bill Hader when he was doing his like Schwarzenegger and Stallone. And so he's sitting there giving an interview and they just redid the whole video and as soon as he starts doing his impressions, they would switch to Stallone's face. Yeah. So it looked like he was literally just sitting there. Uh, and then, well, it, somebody did it where they put him in. They put Stallone into Terminator or Terminator Two. Uh, yeah. Um, Someone did it to put Stallone into Home Alone. Well, they're, they're also they're go, they're going to use it this technology to uh, to do a new James Dean movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no one in our generation gives a crap about James Dean. But that's why they <laughs> wanted to do it. Um, but so they use this technology for Leia and I've had a lot of people say, I didn't know Carrie Fisher filmed this movie before she died, you know, and I've had you know, other people go, God, it just looked horrible. You know, it's it, this is even worse than Carrie Fisher looking young in Rogue One no. or Tarkin. It wasn't horrible. That's it the thing. It wasn't it's just horrible. Like it, you're it looking at it and you know, it's unsettling because basically. you are aware right. of you know what looked horrible? Young Carrie Fisher's face on Endor or wherever they were training. See, I didn't think that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like that. Luke looked Luke better. looked good, but you know, they also had the footage of Luke from Empire Strikes Back that were with the helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, the exploding helmet. That's true. So you had that already. You Leia 
from they they basically cut out you know her head yeah from her buns and put it yeah it looked like it was floating in there because it looked well I mean they could have used hers in like from Empire or something like that it's not necessarily right well I'm just saying I'm not I'm just I was making a joke because the buns you know are size of a helmet Mm. um you know and you also never saw Leia in a helmet. Because you, you you've seen Luke, yeah, you, you, but you see her training, uh, which I I was glad they did that. Uh, Return of the Jedi, she was in helmet, she was. which is on the it's speeder. On the well, she was more in a hat. I mean, it was. I mean, it was. It was yes, but not like a, a not like a, a helmet. No. Exactly, yeah. it wasn't like a, a pilot helmet or yeah. a training helmet. Oh, you know, it was. I mean, it looked it kind of looked the same with the blast shield up. So. Not really. It looked more like the training helmet that Ray's using in in this movie, and apparently, they were the planet that they were training on. It wasn't Endor. It was the same planet that they were on in this movie, because that oh. was that because tra- Ray said she never finished a training course. Leia was training her the way Luke had trained her, yeah. which I think answers a lot of questions for people that had that problem with her using the Force in. In Last Jedi. Last Jedi, and we're we're skipping around, and I I'm, I'm totally apologize because we didn't warning spoilers up front. <laughs> we'll do that on you know we can edit something in. Well, we'll we'll put it on the disclaimer at the beginning. Obviously, if we're saying we're giving our review of, of Last Skywalker of, of Rise, Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker, we're obviously going to be talking about the movie. Yeah, uh, and we're you know obviously we're not going to go in chronological order with the movie too because we're jumping around right now. We're discussing Leia. That's how our brain works. Just jumps but, from one piston to the next. One piston to the next. <laughs> yep. Um, I I I know the, I I know people had problems with this movie. I didn't. Uh, there were things that uh, there are things about this movie that I would go story wise. Wow, they rushed that, or wow, they jumped to this. But you know, as Chris has said before. I enjoyed it enough where it didn't bother me when I was watching. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like I was telling Mikey before we recorded. It's um, it's a fitting end, and people, I I think if you understand that it's an end to a series, of course they're going to rush some storylines. But is it a fitting end? And this is what I was wondering. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier. Is it a fitting end for the Skywalker saga? Or is it a fitting end to what we've gotten from the last three movies? I think it's that. I don't think it's a fitting end for the Skywalker saga necessarily. It's That's, the storyline. There wasn't any. The first six movies is there's an ongoing storyline. Yes. That it weaved between Vader into Luke. Well, yes. This last three, the really it's Ray and that's it. Mm-hmm. And aside from being. The fan service, hey, she's Palpatine's granddaughter. Do you think J.J. did that? Because here we are, the third movie, everybody has just expected her to be Luke's daughter at somehow, somehow. And they, Maybe, never, but they, they never went into that because you had... Because one thing I did notice was Colin Trevorrow, who was originally supposed to film and shoot this movie, yeah. was still credited yeah, for the story. That. yeah. Um, so there was some, at least some of the story that he that they had originally sat down with 
came through. Um, do you, and everybody's saying, well, Ryan Johnson screwed everything up. He changed what, JJ's what JJ was thinking. Correct. Of the continuing storyline. See, here's the biggest problem I think I have with these three movies is I know that Jed, that, that New Hope, Empire, and Jedi, they were formed, they were filmed by three different directors. Mm. They were written not necessarily by the same person. These three movies, you know, I mean, they had George there as George was writing with somebody else. Mm-hmm. These three movies were written basically by three different people. Yeah, because they didn't mm-hmm. use anything of Lucas's correct nine through twelve or whatever. Right. So you have three different people wanting to tell their story that's guided by the story group to a degree. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be as <clears throat> coherent as it would be if it was George telling his story. That's why the story group should have had more same. Right. It's not as, you know, yes, the biggest one of the biggest mistakes with the prequels was George was writer, director, editor. He couldn't see beyond himself. Whereas he was smart enough with the original three, or the, yeah, the original three, to have other people help, other people direct, other people be involved in, in, in the creative process. Because when you, when you, as a creator, when you are just solely doing it yourself, you become blinded by what you're doing. You're, 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 you become stormtrooper vision. Yeah. You know, it's very narrow, very small. You think yours is the best, correct? And no one else, you know, no one else can put in their opinion. When you get to JJ, who's now writer and director, and that's the other thing is, I think that when you have the writer and director, mm. I think it limits your storytelling. I like having a writer write the story and a director adding their their vision to it. You're also mm-hmm. supposed to be able to ad- adapt what the writer yes wrote. And see, oh, this is—is is this the vision you were sort of going for, or this is what I have? Correct. And the writer can look at it as like, yeah, that actually works. And it's a collaboration. Yeah. Whereas when you're when you're the singularity, you don't have that collaboration. No, because well, at that point, else. it's just whatever I want is going to happen. Yeah. You know, so it's not- so JJ had it set up where you know you could see it where he even said you know there's a reason why Finn and Ray don't have last names in the first one. We'll get to that. Mm. We're building to that. I really think that at one point, Ray was supposed to be Luke's daughter by genetics. The hand, the the lightsaber, the hand, you know, the the missing hand was cloned, is what I originally think it was supposed to be the plot, which was done. It's been done in the Star Wars universe. You know, there was a a clone of Luke that was done. You know, because now we get to the point where Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. When did Palpatine have time to have a son? That's what I thought, too, when I saw that. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. You know, there, and, you know, why didn't his son, why, you know, what was it about his son and daughter, and, or daughter and son, son-in-law, what was it about that combination that, didn't carry over with the force. Was it just a genetic, you know, thing where, you know, 
it well it could have been kind of like what Ray was in the first movie. She didn't know she had it, so never kind of okay. But the problem is, we saw how we saw how meticulous Palpatine was with creating Darth Maul, mm-hmm. with creating the Empire. You know how everything was planned and calculated and played for the long game. I'm trying to think of. When, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. You know, I mean, if his son was a clone of him, mm-hmm. you know, they, if they did the Django Fett, mm-hmm. Boba Fett thing, mm-hmm. and this was an unaltered clone of him that didn't have force powers because it was a clone, mm-hmm. and yeah. and then, you know, it, but it's still. Well, yeah. how, but how would you pass that force powers on? That's where I'm getting to. Genetics, is, yeah. yeah. So he, he would have had to have a kid prior to him turning into seditious. Sedition. Yeah. But he was always seditious. Sidious. 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 Sorry. I said Sidious. Yes. Um, and because, unless he forced himself upon somebody. Because, that, because they, the age, the, the timeline wouldn't make. That's 19 years for his kid to have given up Ray or whatever. And then. Well, it's 40 four years. years it's 40 years from. New Hope. A New Hope. Or about, they're about. And so he was already, you know, I mean, unless he just just grabbed somebody and, you know, raped them, which I still think, here's my fan theory of how Anakin was conceived. Yeah. Was that Palpatine slash Sidious mm-hmm. knew of this prophecy that the Jedi had. Uh, you know, of the of the one of the chosen one that was created by the midi chlorians. Mm. Um, so he, you, he got somebody impregnated, got Shimmy impregnated, then wiped her mind and sold her into slavery. Yes, he raped her, then sold her. So what? Jesus it says. makes him even more evil and yeah. more seditious to me and then you have that's how Anakin got there that's you know now Anakin is of his blood mm-hmm. you know so Luke is of his blood technically either way Ray would have been part of there you <laughs> go anyway that's how you get to it yeah that's how you make this all fit together where it works it's a simple storytelling yes it is a the most vile thing you could do to a person, but he is the most vile thing that you have. He is the one thing in the Star Wars universe that we've seen that has no remorse, no morals. He is Hitler. He is the devil. He is the embodiment of evil. So let's make him evil. Oh, yeah. You have this. Why not, you know, why not do it this way? Because mm-hmm. it, it it helps to tell the story, and you can tell it in a snap. You know, yeah. It you don't have to have to worry about midi chlorians. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You can use the midi chlorians as an excuse. As I've always said, that it's a it's like a unit of measure. Well, no, I've I've always said that there that the that there are Jedi within the Order, like Qui-Gon, that are 
devoted to the living force. They need to have an explanation, a, a explanation to how the force works through the living embodiment. They've created the midichlorians. They're the same. As a, as they've created the as a as a way to tell the faith. Yeah. You know? So midi chlorian and then there's others like Yoda and you know and Anakin and those and Obi-Wan to you know that don't believe Well those to me are the more They're the faith believers. Yeah, the faith believers yes. where Qui-Gon and others are the scientists. Yes. You know? And to me, you know, that way you can keep it, you can keep what was told, and it explains, you know, oh, it, it, it takes what Obi-Wan says in in A New Hope to Luke, and it takes what, what Qui-Gon says to Anakin and allows both to be true. And then it allows people, you know, fans, to have both, and then they can decide what they really, you know, oh, okay, yeah, I, I'm like, I'm like Qui-Gon. I need some tangible, I need something tangible. Oh, yes, okay, there are these microscopic force, you know, things with bugs, you know, bugs inside me. Yeah. No, I believe with my, you know, the faith. I be, you know, it, it, honestly, it's, it's Catholicism or Christianity and Judaism. You know, Judaism doesn't, doesn't need to have Jesus Christ to believe in God and what God does. Mm. Christianity has Jesus as a living embodiment of God to say that God exists. Yeah. You know, that's the midichlorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I honestly, I think that if George would have got to tell these last ones, he could have, he, that would have been told. He probably could have. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to know what Lucas's vision would have been for yeah. the last three. Especially after, obviously, tweaking maybe from his original. Well, even tweaking from the, what the fans have liked and disliked. Yeah. You know, he could have said, oh, yeah, okay, originally, yeah, I had midichlorians because, you know, and he did. He, he originally had them as the, the midichlorians were supposed to be the ones telling uh, the wills. The wills were what the midichlorians are. Yeah. You know, they are the, the, the beings, the, the, the substance of the force. They turned into midichlorians, you know, obviously over time because, you know, he needed a way to explain why Anakin was so much more powerful than somebody else. Yeah. Mm. You know, so it became, okay, well, midichlorians. Well, what are midichlorians? Yeah. What are midichlorians? I heard Master Yoda talk about midichlorians. What are they, Master Qui-Gon? And then that's where you get the explanation of a, what a midichlorian is. And it's only Qui-Gon's explanation. So see, it's limited to him as the person that yeah. tells Obi-Wan, you need to embody the living force. You're going to be a great Jedi, but you need to, you know. And you find out in Master and Apprentice that Qui-Gon not only was, you know, embodiment of the living force or needed the embodiment of the living force, but he also was one of the Jedi's that believed in the prophecies that him and and um, and Count Dooku were because he was the apprentice of Count Dooku mm-hmm. Dooku was obsessed with the with the prophecies and especially the prophecy of the of the chosen one mm. so he got Qui-Gon reading them and forced Qui-Gon to read them and that's why you know when you have that you know 
the the situation with the council where they're you know, you know says, uh, obi-wan says well master qui-gon if you would just listen to what the council has to say or you'd be part of it or you know or mm. it's because he's challenging them because he believes in these prophecies that are coming you know he's seeing signs of it mm. well yeah he's seeing signs of it because sidious is manipulating them into it and you obviously oh, see yeah. that in the phantom menace he's manipulating them so if if, you know, with my theory, if he knocked up Shimmy, wiped her mind, and sold her, and now she's pregnant with this very powerful force user, he's created the he has created the illusion of the prophecy. Yeah. The same way he creates the illusion of the need for a new chancellor. He'd get the Jedi Council to train him and right. make him understand his power and everything. And then. While he can still manipulate his own son. Yeah. Because, remember, Palpatine is a very father figure to Anakin all the way through his training. So he's got his son right there. You know, that's why he is different to him than he was with, with Darth Maul. That's why he was different to him than when he was with, uh, you know, Dooku, Tyrant, Tyrannus. Here he is with, you know, really being fatherly to Anakin, mm. you know, and maybe even putting up with a little bit more when he's Darth Vader of his, some of his failures, you know? So why not allow that to be part of canon and let that work, you know? Yeah. You would, it cleans up that, it cleans up the Ray stuff because Ray. Yes, she's. You know, the only thing it does is it makes that kiss at the end of of uh, Rise of Skywalker creepy. Gotta have a kiss. But we've already had that, Luke and Leia. And the, you know, if you don't know that you're related, is the kiss really creepy? Yes. No, it's only creepy to those people who know. We're observing. Yeah. <laughs> Luke and Leia had no idea they were brother and sister in that moment when they kissed. Yes. Han had no idea. And yet, they don't touch on that in Jedi, like after the end, you're my sister. Yeah. Somehow I knew that. Oh, we kissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember it, that. It's the Euro <laughs> trip <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. It's totally, it's totally yeah. Euro trip. You know, they, they, but they did. That know, makes Game of Thrones a lot worse. <laughs> That's the case. Because they, they know. Yeah, but they see, don't but they also, the, the difference between the kiss in, in, in Empire Strikes Back and Game of Thrones. Boning. Boning. <laughs> Is that the Lannisters knew they were brother and sister? Luke and Leia. Oh no, I'm talking about like John and Danny at the end of the yeah. towards the okay, end. Okay, yeah, because they didn't know. They and, didn't know, and both of them and their reaction to it was, "Oh, if you were separated we, from years." Yeah, then, John. John's reaction to it was more like what a normal person would have: is I, I don't know what to feel. Yeah, you know, I you're related to me now. Danny's like, so yeah, my family's been like that for years. Let's go, let's go, you know, let's hook up, put a baby in me. You know, John's like, no, uh, I can't do this anymore. You know, so that's how it would, you know, if and Ben dies. Sorry, guys, I know we hadn't said spoilers. Ben dies, and so the kiss doesn't matter. You know, it's it's one. Well, I mean, my thing with that is because he kind of sacrificed himself at that point. He came back out of the the pit that the Emperor throws him in. Sure. To help her kill him, basically. And it's just, 
what's been festering over the last couple of movies. They have an emotional moment, kiss, and then he's just dead. Well, everybody says that they've already had that, you know, oh, that love connection because of the shirtless scene. Yeah. No. And even that kiss is more, it's not really out of love and passion as in we did it. We ended him. You know, yeah. you brought me, thank you, you brought me back. Yeah. You know? My thing taking from it is that uh, Ray had the idea of that she liked Ben. She doesn't like Kylo Ren. She liked Ben Solo. Yeah. And now he's showing himself as Ben Solo, and that's who she was most attracted to, I guess. I would have been fine if they like would have just hugged. It would have like, worked, too. <laughs> it's just the obligatory kiss scene. They had one in the first yeah. trilogy. They had one in the second. Mm-hmm. Now here's this because they hadn't had anybody. Well, they had the kiss scene. I take that between Finn and Rose, but yeah, but, but even also, that was kind of out of. I also take it as like it's a moment of you know emotional passion at that point. Sure, it's you it's, know? it's an emo- it's yeah. a it, whoa, it's a moment, not necessarily a passion. It's a moment of it, it's what it, it, it's it's almost like I've got it's a it's. A release within the moment, right? No, that's what I'm. I'm meaning by like, it's like an emotional moment, and that right, whatever she had building inside of her from there, and just came out. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh my god, we <laughs> both know? almost died. The universe right. almost died. It's a release. Yeah, mm. you know, um, it's kind of like so. Uh, overall, I know. Again. I know we've been jumping around and everything <laughs> like this, and you know, we've kind of been talking about some of the things that didn't work. Um, there were a lot of things that I liked about this. There were, I, I wish they would have had Wedge in it more when they said that, that he was, was going to be in it. I you thought know. he said that you know, he that was part of his deal, is that he had to have more scenes or something before he was going to be part of it. Well, after reading the Rise of the Resistance book, or Spark of the Resistance, whatever it was, I, there's the, you know, the ride is Rise of the Resistance. Um. And it does. It has Wedge in it, and and um, and Snap's mom. Well, you know, um, you see Snap in yeah, no, that's Greg Gunberg. Right. Mm-hmm. It had you know they were one of the things Leia was trying to do after that in that book was bring a council together of leaders, mm-hmm. and you know they went to they they went after Wedge because he was you know part of the Rebel Alliance. He was a leader. He was part of the training, you know, mm-hmm. when he was in the New Republic, he was a pilot trainer and everything, so he was, you know, and then he and and uh, Snap's mom were like, no, we're, we're going to go out here and we're going to try to find some other people. We're going, you know, we're at the end of the book. We're going to go do our thing. You know, they that's all the how they, they, in that book, they got the blockade runner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that explain, that book kind of explains the setup for this. It helps to, if you've watched, read that book, mm-hmm. it helps to explain this movie a little bit better. Which is a shame, because you know now you understand where they got some of the pilots, where you got some of the, you know the um, the the starfighters and things like that. You know it it gives you a little bit more details. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me, um, and you shouldn't have to read a book to know what's going on in the movie. Nope. So that's one of the issues I have with this movie. I, I, I still, I was along for the ride the whole movie. Um, yeah, I'm not, not going to cut out. If you add the the hyperspace jumps, mm. which really, 
I have mixed reviews about that. Mixed yeah. feelings about that. Because they they did it off of um, <clears throat> Guardians of the Galaxy Two did it. Yeah, yeah. Where they did the the multiple jumps. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for somebody's eyes to bug out of their head. Star Wars, they've said very specifically, you have to enter the coordinates in to for a hyperspace jump, or you could crash into a moon, or you could mm-hmm. do you know. But blind jumps don't happen. Mm. Granted, the Falcon's a little bit different than most ships, because and we know this from Solo, because it has L3's mind, you know, memories yeah. and star charts built into it. Mm. It would have been nice, just a little reference to that, you know, to explain how they're doing it. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's not really needed. Well, also, I don't think and, those know, characters really know about that. Other than Chewie, maybe that's it. Right. Those other characters don't know that L three is programmed into. But there could have been there could have been a little something of you know Finn or somebody says how is the Falcon able to do this or something you know yeah and R two could have given some reason yeah or Chewie could Chewie could have said something or yeah something it could have been just a real quick thing of this is how we're able to do it in this you know this ship knows the star charts right yeah you know known space now I think it's just it was mainly to show Poe being reckless pilot like he usually is but an ace pilot no right an ace pilot but totally being being super reckless that's exactly what was and the bomber scene yeah yes now, if you add those, what, three or four jumps and those planets into it, this movie has more planets that they visit oh, than yeah. any other <laughs> film. Yeah. If you take out those, it's one planet behind s- Rogue One. Rogue One has seven planetary bodies that they visit. Mm-hmm. I say planetary bodies because one of them is an asteroid, you know, with the city built into it. Oh, yeah. This has six, you know, and we also, the Endorian moon is a different moon than the Ewok moon. Yes. Um, they, and one of the things is the, uh, the, the visual dictionary I got mm. for it, it came, which is funny because it came on Friday. Mm. I was like, okay, good. I'm glad this came the day after. Oh, yeah. It has all the planet's names in it. The first planet they go to is Mustafar. It when uh, oh it is yeah the the red you know the the red planet that Kylo's on is Mustafar. Hmm. I you know I, I oh, when, when really? yeah when they first showed it I, with the I, mushroom cap people yeah I was like I was like that's Mustafar when I saw the planet but then they're on it and you know when he's going through and he's yeah. slicing people and through the forest and everything I didn't think they had anything else but lava I didn't either that doesn't. And I'm it like, might be on the other side of the planet or something, maybe. I don't know. But it makes sense that he's going to Mustafar to try to find the Wayfinder. Yeah. Because maybe Vader so. would have, you know, possibly had it, or the Emperor would have had Vader put it in his castle. Yeah. But you don't see the castle. No, because they never go into that area. Right. Like which, I'm saying, it's on the other side of the planet. Which to me is of the moon. a little odd <laughs> that they had it, you know, they, if they would have had him going into the, to the, if they had had him going into the castle... It would have been one thing. We've already seen the castle in Rogue yeah. One. Um, but I was like, I was confused at first too. When I was like, wait, that planet they showed looked like Mustafar. This doesn't look like Mustafar's, you know, terrain. No, they yeah. should have made it a different planet. That's stupid. 
Um, yeah, and then they weren't, you know, the, the other planet, you know, the forest planet they're on, it doesn't give you much detail until you find out that, <coughs> excuse me, when Ray said, makes the comment of, I didn't finish the course, but then you find out that Luke and Leia had trained on that same planet, mm-hmm. which Leia's lightsaber, I had the hilt, is gorgeous. I love that hilt. Mm-hmm. The only thing is I wish they would have made her blade a different color, a unique color just for her. Pink? Yeah. Or a, a oh, candy striped? No, like a, a, candy they could have done, you know, even if they would have done a, a violet or something. You know, yeah. Similar to Mace Windu. Yeah. Now, because here's the thing. The the game, the video game, the uh, Jedi Fallen Order, they which is supposed to be canon, after you go to Ilum, which is the planet for Ethan, which is the planet that actually has the kyber crystals on it that you know the Jedi go to mm-hmm. and have their whole ceremony. You find this in the Clone Wars cartoon. So, anyways, you, when he goes to this planet, there are five or six colors that you can choose from. Right. Actually, I think there are six because you have you have red, blue, green, yellow, purple, and white too. Oh, there's two others. White's not one of them. No. No. I, if they would have done white, that would have been great too. But he's, I, I've always had this idea for a story in my head uh, since I saw Rogue One with the kyber crystal for, um, the, you know, that the Jin wears. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that she, that Leia, that she, Jin gives that to Leia. You know, and that's how Luke got a kyber crystal for his saber. And then uh, I'd always thought, well, maybe you know, th- that was the one he puts in that ends up being green, mm-hmm. right? Because he didn't have a kyber then. He needed to have a kyber to put it in there. Right. So I always thought that would be kind of a cool thing, you know, that she gives him, that this kyber crystal is more special than, you know, most. And that's why Jin's mom passes on to Jin. Now, Jin, before she left, didn't just, she knew, knowing that she's probably not coming back, gave it to Leia. And then Leia passed it on to Luke. And then, after, you know, I was, uh, in, my sto- in my story, Luke after his failure with Kylo, gives Leia his saber, the, the green one, and says, I'm not worthy of this. Mm-hmm. And that's why he doesn't have it when he's, you know, when he's on Acto. Acto. But since Leia has her own, my, the story could be that she puts it in her saber, yeah. you know, the gin crystal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I thought at that point, then that should have been a different color, something more, you know, more of honor. I mean, I would I would see Jin giving it to Bale, because I don't think she ever meets Leia. But you don't see that. That and that's why that's the thing. That's why I mean, even if he gives it, Bale gives it to Leia. That's what I'm saying. That's even that, that makes make it even it more special because Leia doesn't know she's a Jedi or of the four, you know, a Force user. Yeah. So if Bale gives, you know, well, it's the same idea I'm, with how Jin's mother is giving it to her. It's, right, it's a token of luck or something right. like that, you know. And so that could have been the same. That, idea. Th- that's even better. Um, but you know, if you did white, that's that would have been really cool because then you, you know, you, you Ahsoka's is white, and she's very, um, she's very sacrificial. Mm. As, as Leia is, especially in the Force. But, and as, as I'm going through this, if you do that and you make Leia's a different color, you ruin the end moment of Rey. Oh, of 
Where she puts when, both of them together. And, no, or? when she ignites her lightsaber at the very end, and we get what I've been begging the Star Wars universe for for 40 years, a yellow light screen, lightsaber showing up on screen. Oh. I've always, ever since, because Luke Skywalker, as a toy, came oh. with a yellow lightsaber. His first lightsaber in his hand in the, you know, that popped out of his arm was yellow. The first one that came with the Empire Strikes Back was yellow. Then they put, you know, the one that fits your hand that's blue. Mm. I always wanted a yellow. When they did the Temple Guard, finally, it did in the Star Wars universe, yellow was canon. But it was only for the, for the guard, guard, the Temple Guard. So when Rey lights her lightsaber at the end of The Rise of Skywalker, mm. and it's yellow... I'm the only person in the theater that goes, oh, yes, oh my God, finally. And Not a lot. <laughs> Beth goes, after Beth goes, you realize you're the only person that made a comment about that. You know, everybody in that theater is probably like, God, why is he so happy about damn lightsaber? Or, mm-hmm. or, oh. or he must really like Ray. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just, I. I've always wanted that yellow lightsaber to be canon in film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there it was. And that just, you know, I'm like, I'm walking out there going, she said Skywalker and she has a yellow lightsaber and just think Skywalkers can continue. <laughs> I'm like, that's all I wanted. I All I wanted was a yellow lightsaber and the name Skywalker to continue on. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. It does. The bloodline, however, unless you go with my theory, then the bloodline continues too. Kylo had a secret son. No. (laughs) But think about it. If you do my theory, right? I thought she had Skywalker and Palpatine blood. Yeah. Well, Skywalker, I mean, Skywalker is Palpatine blood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that means that Leia, that means that Ben. Ooh. Her bloodline is light and dark side. Yes. (laughs) She's both. That's where you, (laughs) yes, that's where you get the balance of the force. Luke. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Luke and Ray, you know, that's why at the end of Jedi, when Luke was the only Jedi left, there was balance. That's why. When Luke goes to kill Ben, there's rage. There is hatred. There is Palpatine. You know, he has it within him. I'm telling you. It's Palpa Walker. All you have to do is canonize this one little piece, you know, as dirty and nasty as it is. Yeah. It's not Disney centric, though. It doesn't matter. It doesn't work. It makes everything work. I just need to write the book for it, and then then just you know propose it to the to the to the. Although I'm saying you know all this as we are recording it for a podcast that's going to go out over the air, and somebody's going to do it next week. You see a new book, a new yeah. Star Wars book. What am I going to say? <laughs> well, no one's listening, so I thought. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, at least it's recorded, so that way, if it does happen, yeah. I can go back and say, look on this date. I recorded this, and here it is. Yeah. We are here. What is it? 
December 22nd, 2019. <laughs> at 5, uh, 59 p.m. <laughs> Pacific time. Our idea. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, okay, so what did you think of the film, Mikey? I saw it at 10.30 at night. I was tired. I think it's and the time that Chris went. Really? Yeah. Probably? Yeah. I waited. Yeah. I think he yeah. had to wait and then before he could leave. Yeah. The that's, yeah. So I figured. Um, it was okay. There were some cool moments and they were walked back also. Um, I don't know. I didn't get any emotional, anything emotional out of this movie whatsoever. Nothing? Nope. Nothing. Not even when Chewie supposedly died? I, I well, I guess emotional. I was like I was like, what? That is about that. But I wasn't like I was hoping to have some sadness in this movie. No. What about sadness. when <laughs> Chewie finds out Leia died? No, because I I get his reaction as a Wookiee. To me it felt a little overacted, but I don't know. What about when he got his medal, finally? No, that's pandering. I saw that as pandering. <laughs> yeah. It was obvious pandering. I mean, there's, a, yeah, l- there's a, lot of- a lot of fan service in this movie, including the yellow lightsaber, including the name Skywalker at the end. Mm-hmm. I, Yeah, that was pandering to me the whole, whoa, what does the internet have on uh, some theories about Rey? Let's choose this one. That one makes more sense. She's a Palpatine. Okay. And... Uh, I, I agree with somebody saying, when did Poe become like a womanizer? Like yeah. he, he was like, we're talking about, <laughs> and Carrie Russell's uh, bounty hunter. I'm like, it's a cool character, but the reaction or, or her uh, relationship with Poe is just like. She never took off the helmet, did she? I was oh, just going to say, her eyes, she revealed her she, eyes. Yeah, that's it. I'm and that. uh, here's the thing, because Beth and I had this conversation about this, because I was like, you know, as big of an actress as Carrie Fisher, is, Carrie Fisher, Carrie Russell is, she never once showed her face. No. She goes, "Yeah, but Carrie Russell has very distinctive eyes. You yes, know who she is just by her eyes. You know it, yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of I'm like, shocked because she's t- such a bigger name too. You would think that there would be one scene where she would pull off the helmet or something. But yeah, that's why the some of the I I, I get the very end. Mm-hmm. I thought she was going to take off the helmet, you know, and maybe maybe kiss Poe or you know, yeah. But yeah, she didn't. Um, that 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 moment fell flat with me. There was no comedy to it. Yeah, like, none of that stuff between her and him was comedic. I, I thought it was all I know is there was a box um, with the C three PO with the bandolier and you know everything. It was all the box for it was all messed up at uh, Target. Yeah, and I'm I'm standing there going, "Good, you deserve this. This box deserves this for lying to us, for making us no. think." And Beth's going, "Shh." I said, "You we made see, us think." And that's the thing. You, you made us think Chewie died. You made assumptions. He should have died. That would have been more. Though, that too. was a great, great marketing ploy by putting that figure out like that. Yeah, to make people think. Chewie died because when Chewie, when it happens, when you see Chewie oh. step out of that ship. To go save Ray or to go find, you know, to help Ray, mm-hmm. you're going. 
as soon oh, as he got shit. captured. I, that's what I thought. Well, I thought he was going to just get captured. I thought, oh shit, here's it. where he dies. I didn't think he. I didn't think he was going to die. And then when she blows up the ship with the lightning, I was like. Oh, yeah. <gasps> I thought the struggle between her and Kylo was going to like rip it apart and they were all going to fall out. I thought it was going to rip it apart like the saber. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was just some big light explosion or whatever. But the cop out of saying he was on a different shuttle when you only saw that one shuttle. I was about to say, there was only one, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the stupid. You see a couple coming in for landing with a couple ties and everything. Uh but you only see when he's captured. You only see one ship there. Yeah, yeah. It's and I'm like, their cop I, th- out, I yeah. think they're trying to think that no one will notice this. No. There was there was only two. There were two. Don't there worry. Were, yeah, there was two no. ships, but because if that was the case, then where was the other ship? Like, why is this one so far behind the other one? Yeah, you know, like you would see it in the distance or something like that. But that and I, the whole setup for three PO. This is the last time I'm going to see my friends. Mm. I thought that was going to be it. I mean, there's no, and they ruined that moment. Yeah. They ruined that moment because, excuse me, Poe says, doesn't, or Finn says, doesn't R2 do a backup for you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you left that moment out, totally left that out, and allowed 3PO to lose his memory. And then all of a sudden, yeah. At the end, R two just comes up to him. No, no, and he attaches himself and does the whole update. But when he, you know, he's he's going, oh, I'm C three PO. Nice to meet you. Who are you? And all this stuff. And R two kind of does a turn, like, and he makes a noise, like, "You got to be kidding me" or something. And then sticks him and brings his memory back. That moment would have been so good and Mm. so much more powerful if you just cut out. Hey, doesn't R2 uh, do a backup for you? Right. Yes, but R2 isn't very reliable. Yeah. yeah Cut that right. out. You don't need that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let it happen. Let that's, It, it that's, goes into the trope of writing where you feel like you have to explain everything to the audience because they won't that's figure the it out. That's one the big complaint was. The too. one thing about the Star Wars universe that I have a big complaint about and it's such a grudge with is treating the audience like they're stupid and having to explain it. The Darth Vader, no. The, you know, <clears throat> the whole Greedo thing now. Mm. And it's even worse now. You know, let that be what it is. Han shoots Greedo because he's going to, if I don't shoot him, he's going to kill me. Yeah. It's still self-defense. Yeah. Even though I shoot you first. They did it with Beckett in, you know, they, they tried to make up for it with Beckett in Solo. Mm. Where he shoots him. Shoots Greedo? No, shoots Beckett. Yeah. Oh. Oh, where Greedo shoots Beckett? No, no. where Han shoots Beckett at the oh. end. At the end where they're on the on that ridge and I think what it was uh he was running away with the coaxium or something like that. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was at the very end where you know Beckett had taken Chewie and they had the coaxium and they're standing there mm. and he goes, uh, let me tell you something, kid, and he just <laughs> shoots him. And he goes, uh, and then he runs over to him and says, oh, you finally learned something. You know, and he shot basically to shoot first and not, uh, not let him explain. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, kind of is for the whole thing with Greedo. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> you don't need to explain. Yeah, the stuff with Carrie Russell with, you know, oh, it gives you a quick backstory of, okay, we were together. You know, the spice running thing for Poe, I, I agree with Finn and them, seemed very out of place. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the web says so. They made Poe Han Solo. Yeah. Okay. 
It did. It's it, a girlfriend off planet. But it doesn't make sense with the <laughs> the Poe book. Oh. You know, if, if Poe was undercover as a spice runner or something, yeah, that makes a little bit of sense. But, you know. They tried to hide it by saying, oh, this is before I joined the, Repo- yeah, or the rebellion. The or resistance. The resistance. You know, I mean, it's just, okay, we have to have a connection between between Poe and Carrie Russell's character. Why couldn't she have been part of the resistance and left? And, you know, and, you know, you left uh, us. Why did you leave the resistance? We needed you. We could have used you at Starkiller Base. Mm. She has a Y wing. That's what you. That was her Y wing that she flies when you see her. You know, flying uh, in the in the uh, battle. Oh, she. According to the Visual Dictionary, she. You know, that's hers. Not she's. You know, using one of the resistance. Yeah. If you would have just you know, just change that line a little bit. You know, you know. I thought we were. I thought we were something. Well, I you know I left because of you. You were, you know, you were getting to be too much. You know, I didn't want that kind of relationship you did. I had to leave. Mm. Boom. Now I'm with the, you know, with this crew. Poe doesn't need to be connected to that crew other than with. Well, yeah, he didn't run the crew. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So if she's part of that crew and all he did, you know, and they were together in the resistance, fine. That works. You know, it's just the way you tell a story. Sometimes you try to be too clever. Yeah. Oh, so Poe was a spice runner. So say he's more like Han Solo. They're adding too much to it. You're adding too much. Things that you don't need. Let Poe be his own character. Exactly. You know, so, yeah, yeah, those little things. The the desert dance was kind of interesting. Um, It gave you some color to, you know, and some levity to the scenes that were, you know. Like the festival, you mean? Yeah. And the whole thing, because, you know, it gave... It showed Ray's compassion and mm-hmm. Ray's kind heart with the little girl and mm-hmm. things like that. Introducing Lando there was interesting. I would almost we'll have had anything. it. I would have almost had it where Luke left him there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, because you don't. Exp- it doesn't really explain why. Why he's still there. You know, it's no, it's no. Well, it's kind of. Doesn't in, he say like, "Oh, I'm. I was." He said something about staying there for a reason. He stayed there. He yeah. He stayed there to try to see if that guy was coming back. Mm. Well, yeah, that was his mission. Yeah, basically. Um, the whole, while we're talking about Lando, the whole thing with Johan, Johanna, John, Jana, Jana, somewhere. Yeah, Jana. at the end was almost creepy. It was creepy. Unless it's setting up for another movie, but I don't think they're going to have Billy D. Williams come back. As, well, I took it as Lando knows something. You took it as well, maybe that's his daughter. Yeah, he's all yeah. like, but it also oh, is that where you're take from? It. Because he's he knows. See, he doesn't her. know where she's from. He they tell you where for the first time they actually tell you where Lando's from. Yeah. Mm. But it almost was like, hey, baby, why don't we go find out? It is. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it is. Lando come over here and sit on Daddy's lap. Yeah. You know. So. And again, the fans all said, "Hey, Finn is Lando's son. Let's throw a swerve now. Let's make somebody else. No, yeah. this other girl could be Lando's daughter instead. Yeah, the yeah. whole three. You know, all these movies we've been building up. You have the eyes. I've seen those eyes before. You know, those eyes. Lando, you've set it up. 
JJ, you set up, you, you copped out because the internet figured, figured it out. out. <sighs> you didn't need to do that. Sure. How about they, you know what? We're in space future here. Hey, uh, Doc, bring over your DNA kit. Let's get me and these kids tested real quick. Boom, done. Hey, you know what? You're both my kids. You know, well, you, that little flirtatious thing you were doing, knock it off. All right, the sky. Leave that to the Skywalkers. <laughs> we're not like the Skywalkers. Yeah. You know. So yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things where that the film was. I I, I love the film, but there are things that you can nitpick it apart about. Right. I like Last Jedi more than this. I think you're gonna say that. I like it a lot more because it is a better storyline. Yeah. And for those of you that can't hear, Mikey on the mic. <laughs> Mikey on the mic. That's his show. That's he, the show he needs. He enjoyed it because it had a better storyline. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the story he needs. Mikey on the mic. We'll, we'll make that after the Mikey and Ethan show. Um, so, all right. Well, so we're, we'll we'll go in when Chris is back. We'll go into more of a detailed. We'll go into yeah more in depth review of, and then also you know because this is still the first weekend that it's out, and we kind of want to give it some time for well, people. Well, not just that. I, I I want to see it again before I really can dissect it. And you know, yeah, you've you know, only seen it once. Right? Yeah, I've only seen yeah. it once. Uh, and usually by now I was seeing it two or three times, but unfortunately Beth, you know, it is Christmas and Beth has She's to working. work and she wants to see it with me a second time. Uh, so yeah, so maybe next week we'll do a little bit more of an in-depth review or go into it a little bit more. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people aren't going to listen to it when, you know, we first put it up because they, a lot of people haven't seen it yet. No, yeah. right. I mean, it's only, it really, it's, it's only done 300 and I say only, it's only done 353 million worldwide. In his first weekend? In his first weekend. And Rotten Tomatoes giving it the second worst score for a Star Wars film it's ever given. Yeah, <laughs> it's like fifty eight percent on theirs. Yeah. The eighty six percent, I think, fan. I don't. Uh, I don't pay attention to their ratings anymore. I don't either. I'm just, I'm it's just. It, it. Yeah. Huh? Mikey agrees. You do agree. I like Revenge of the Sith. I like that movie. Out of you like Revenge of the Sith better than this one? Oh yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yes, there's. Yeah. Huh. We'll have, to, we'll have to dive into this more. So we're going to wrap things up this week. Um, yeah, Mikey's got to get out of here. Ethan's got to get presents and right out of here. And it's, you know, it is Christmas time. And there's not a lot of time for people to listen to a long podcast. And I'm sure that, you know, Chris would love to be here and definitely wants to go into it more. And I think that's what we should do is we've given some of it what, what we thought. It sounds like we've given a lot more negative than positive, which isn't true. I mean, I, I really have a lot of positivity for this film. A lot of people have said mm-hmm. that this is like their fourth favorite Star Wars movie. I think w- and once we get everyone back together, we should do what we were doing like with the Marvel movies too, is kind of do all the Star Wars movies. Oh, sure. That'd be great and, too. Uh, rank them, basically. Yeah. All right. All right. So make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Chris... Who's not here with us? Mikey and Ethan. 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 My goodness. I'm already saying we'll talk to you next week.